dead and buried deep within a cemetery I will fight, never weary, I wanna be legendary Till I'm dead and buried deep within a cemetery I will fight, never weary, I wanna be legendary Yo, yo, episode three, we're back. I cannot believe you started it like that. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Who cares? Whatever. We went off on a big tangent last time at the end. It was great. You Well, one thing we will never do on this podcast, so which is a rule I made up for myself, is get political. And we did not last time. We just got, we talked about some common sense measures that need to take place. That is true. But... Other than that, we'll keep it pretty pretty clean and to the point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it is Saturday. We are a week out from World's Toughest Mudder. And I actually have my laptop up right now, and I keep looking at the weather. Because you got, you got to really plan. And, and colder. A week ago, it said the nighttime. So World's Toughest Mudder starts next Saturday at Moore, Alabama at noon. Goes till Sunday. You have until like 1.30 in the afternoon. But... So daytime, it's showing on one website. Every freaking weather website is different. Every single well, one. Well, that is typical for any place. So 62 for the high, 36 overnight. A week ago, it showed 58 for the low. So this is a whole different wetsuit ball game. I think my shorty wetsuit idea is fucking Toast. out the window. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to be moving hard. So, Yeah. I'm I'm going for 105. No no fucks given. Yeah. So um, I am. I can't wait to see all the Spartan Spartan folks because this is now the Spartan Ultra World Championships slash OCR World Championships slash World's Toughest Mutter. Fucking stupid Spartan! Don't ever do this shit again. Anyways, that's my opinion on it, and you can ask everybody else. They feel the same way. Yeah. It, it's stupid. You. I don't know how it's gonna work. It's all. It's just. It's. It's literally just world's toughest mutter. But now they're like, since they canceled. So there's no extra obstacles. There's no, no extra there, there's anything. Fewer there's because uh, oh, I mean, tough mutter is so different than Spartan. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just, just the community is way different. Well, regardless obstacles, of obstacles are way different. Ops, uh, tough mutter obstacles are way harder than most Spartan obstacles. I mean, Spartan, you got a lot of, of grip, strength obstacles, but tough mudder obstacles are way bigger most of the time. Um, a lot of them take, I mean, for for good athletes that practice this stuff, you can get through everything on your own mostly, um, other than um, Mud Mile. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Mud Mile, where you have like the deep pits that you have to get in and climb out. Yeah. That was a little little iffy. But, yeah, so since Spartan canceled the Ultra World Champs in Tahoe, what was that, like a month ago? Mm-hmm. Because of the fires, and they, they pulled the trigger on it way too soon. Um, and, yeah, kind of shot themselves in the foot. But they just decided, well, since we own World's Tough, or we own Tough Mudder now, let's just combine this shit. And uh, as of right now, the map is fully out for the course, but... I think we're all getting played because it says World's Toughest Mudder, but it has Spartan logos all over it. Um, all the obstacles are called different things, which they do every year for Worlds. Um, they make things bigger, more tricky, um, and rename everything mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles. But I think um, either we're completely being fucking played right now, it's going to be just totally different than what this map says. Uh, but if it is this map, then there's 20 obstacles, which is... Fewer than I think we've ever had. Usually it's 23 to 25, plus like an electric avenue, which is electricity obstacles. And uh, there isn't one this year. I've, as far as I can tell, there's not a single one. Mm. So, and that's one thing that Spartan never has is electricity obstacles. Well, and maybe that's why they took it out, since there'll be Spartan athletes there. Yeah, there's one course cut where it looks like it's the same, obviously, course distance but you skip two obstacles i don't think the elites i don't think we're gonna be able to even touch that did they uh, allow you that last year we didn't Any? have that last year we mm. could take the uh uh anybody could choose to take the electric route over the other obstacle route yeah. it's the same distance um 
but yeah, no, that they've, they've got to keep it all pretty fair. Yeah. Because back in Atlanta, gosh, they they had like, oh, find this rubber ducky or this wristband thing, like. Like they were just throwing, they had volunteers just throwing these wristbands out to anybody or giving them to the elites, and you could literally skip every fucking obstacle oh. you wanted. It was all stupid, and yeah, they 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 learned not to do that shit anymore. So, well, talking about the obstacles, you said that there's a few that are returning. I think yeah, they're all normal. Well, all of them were the same from way back in the day. I think. I think they're going to have double rainbow, which is like double T-bars over water. You jump and grab one swing and grab another one in the air, and then you have to hit a bell at the end. But they've they've kind of strayed away from making the obstacles really big like they used to, obviously because of funding and stuff. They're, they're kind of um, broke asses right now, which is okay. <laughs> no, they have been the past few years. That's obviously they literally almost – Tough Mudder almost went out. But yeah. Joe just, uh, just sent a – um, bought bought out Tough Mudder, but still, yes. I mean, Spartan the whole company is having some issues, but hopefully they figure their shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm excited to see what the athletes look like this year. Well, they're just I mean, you know, like I think it's just a whole different environment from last year and the years. I mean, obviously the years prior, but. Yeah, you it's put be, in from, you know, maybe it was like fifty degrees at night last year, and it was higher than that. I think it it got real cold. Oh, if you think fifty's cold, well, I know thirty six max. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 and that's what if I'm it's saying. Thirty six, it's going to be interesting. We looked at you, you talked about like very little elevation gain. Four hundred, however, per lap per five mile loop. However, yeah. the amount of water obstacles you said that there were um weather let me pull it up give me a second here and just there's one like pond that we have to get in for i think one obstacle which i mean that's typical it's just water's water so um as far as the other ones oops i'm gonna take a guess oh shit breaking news Sorry, just opened my Facebook to look up uh, the map. Aaron Carter's dead at 34. Oh, I saw that earlier. How'd he die? OD? They just found him in his bathtub. I just saw him on a uh, podcast the other day. Really? He was, on, I think, on Steve-O's podcast or something. <laughs> yeah, I heard he... He's talking about Bieber. Wow. Well, I heard the He's last a baby few too. weeks wow. have not been very um, lifelike. So, wow. yeah. I remember I used to listen to him when I was a kid. Did he write the song Candy? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, not write it, but obviously sing it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. he didn't look so good in the last few photos I saw of him. Yeah. So. Anyways, let's go back on topic here. But it has not been released by, like, what the cause of death was. But it looks like it no says harm. Bathtub. Yeah, it probably killed no himself. harm foul. Anyways, all right, here's the map. So, let's see, water-wise, what I can think of right now. Dark mud crawl. So, they said this course, when uh, the race director sent out an email like a month ago, it said it's going to be sandy conditions, which which is a lot better for running than more mud. Um, So, double trapeze, I think, is a double rainbow. That's water. Foot disc traverse, probably water. Um, overhead net traverse, probably water. So that's three. Water, water, dark on mud water. crawl. Four, recirculating water climb. That's five dunk barrels. That's at the pond. Six, eight foot deep mud pit. There's always water in those. Well, if it's sandy, that water will get sucked up pretty quick. But we'll just call that seven. Uh, I'm just going to count the ones that you actually like will have to get wet on because there's some other ones in here that you can stay dry on. But if you fall, then you're getting wet. Mud pit with augered holes. That's like pitfall. It's eight. Enclosed water traverse. Nine. Rotating floating cuboids. That's ten. So 
So half these so half these obstacles for sure involve <laughs> or I would say eight to ten hundred percent involve getting wet. So exciting. Um, so I mean the 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 goal in a cold event is to always get your wetsuit on by the time it starts getting dark. Um just so you can kind of beat your body getting the shivers, you know. You don't want to get too cold up front. Um but we'll see. So obviously the weather's gonna be pretty good. Um daytime wise. I mean sixty two is fine. That's that's no problem at all. Um so I'd say around five, six o'clock we'll see how it's feeling. Might throw the wetsuit on. Um we got a game plan. I think I'm going to try to stick to my swim run, flexible, sh- mm-hmm. uh, shorty bottom, long top wetsuit. Go with my wetsuit beanie. Um, use my bleg mitts and a windbreaker. That should be enough because I'm going to be wearing my CWX endurance thermal tights the whole time. So those are long. So. I think that's going to be a better shot. I mean, my legs are going to be colder than if I wore like a full wetsuit. Um, yeah, that, that's that's my plan. Yeah, like I was going to mention earlier, it's going to be crazy to see these uh, these Spartan guys and other obstacle course racing athletes come and do this, um, and, and watch them crumble with the cold. Or anyone. It doesn't. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't have to just be them, but. Spartan obstacles don't involve a lot of water at all. There's a few. And being slapped in water 10, you know, 50% of the course, that's, that's yeah. going to be a game changer. I, I've watched Spartan athletes in the past, some good ones, show up at Worlds thinking they're going to do badass shit, and literally within 25 miles they're tapped out. I have they're also like, seen cold. a few Spartan <laughs> that have done fairly well. Yeah. So. Yeah, Mark Batras. DJ Fox last year. Yeah. Yeah, they kicked ass. But most of them. You're hating right now. I'm not hating. I'm not, no, I, I hope they all do great. But like I said, I've seen it happen before. And a lot of them come in a little cocky. And they're going to they're gonna find out. On, on, the, on the scale of, people. of fuck around and find out. Oh, gosh. Here we <laughs> how go. How much with you're going to fuck around and find out. Oh, man. No, I hope everybody does great. I'm not trying to hate on anybody here. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a shock to some of the athletes is the point I'm making. Um, yeah, so. Well, and, and speaking of, like, prepar- preparation to next week, how do you feel? I feel great. Um, still got a, I got a 10-mile run I got to do right after this, after this podcast. 30-minute bike. Tomorrow's a six-miler. 30-minute bike in this next week. Uh, I think Monday, Tuesday, I'll see what my coach wants to do. But, I mean, I'm probably not going to be moving much this next week. Mm-hmm. A lot of the a lot of the guys right now that are training for this, going into it with high-mileage goals, aren't doing shit right now. They're, like, they're done already. They're, they're All their training's done. They're mm-hmm. sitting around for the next week, which I don't feel like I should do. Um but uh, since you got me my Grizzly 400 quart cooler for my birthday, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I've been ice bathing every day. So what's that been now? Two, two weeks. Yeah, more than that. Every day I've been ice bathing and Wim Hof methadine, um, just to kind of <laughs> prepare for the cold water in the cold. Mm-hmm. Just get you know get used to it. Um, so that kind of brings us into our topic today of ice baths and the benefits of them because I feel good when I get in. I mean, obviously everyone has their own reason for doing it. My main reason right now is to kind of get acclimated to super cold water to come into this event prepped and ready. Um, so I usually get in, I mean, I don't even know how cold that water is, but it's, it's pretty cold. You can only like, I go about five minutes right now and I get out my toes are numb. Um, and my whole body is completely beet red. So it, it's it's got to be th- like probably low forties. Th- I would say mid thirties. Mm, I think, I especially when you put the ice in immediately. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. It doesn't seem that mm-hmm. cold. 
But, um, yeah, so we looked up some information um, that we'd like to share with you guys just on the benefits and and the non-benefits of ice baths. So this is from setforset.com. So they used a bunch of peer-reviewed studies that they mentioned throughout this whole article. So, I mean, take it as you want, but, you know, they used 13 sources in this whole thing. So something that caught my eye um, was they mentioned how ice baths actually stop or inhibit muscle growth. Um, let me bring that up here. So it's actually let's go over the pros first, the benefits, potential benefits. So increased recovery rates. Um, they basically say. That since it's suggested that due to the blood vessels being constricted, muscles and tissue damage um, have a smaller inflammatory response, leading to less muscle soreness. Um, they say that basically this is a short-term um, recovery, not long-term. So reduction in fatigue and slight decrease in soreness. Um, they also mentioned that doing like active recovery is very similar to ice bath um, recovery Mm -hmm. or even more beneficial. And let's go. Number two, they're showing improved immune system. Well, there's some evidence that cold water baths can improve an innate immune response through various mechanisms, such as augmenting cytokine production. It's also been proposed that ice baths can increase antioxidants like glutathione as well as other bacteria fighting cells such as nk cells so with that being said your body would be better prepared to fight bacterial infection and see fewer symptoms of sickness throughout the year Um, but there's no concrete data on that just yet Um, that's something they're kind of proposing increased energy they kind of just to sum it up they talk about uh, that it secretes um, the hormone norepinephrine, which improves focus and awareness, but it's a very short-term focus and awareness improvement. Um, that, you know, probably lasts just a few minutes. And going into the end of their pros, basically just kind of summing up saying there's lack of science-based evidence, like things improving your mental state and emphasizing the importance of sleep. Sleep is always important. I don't know why they put that in here as far as uh, ice bathing goes. But yeah, like eight hours of sleep is like clutch for your muscles recovering uh, properly. Disadvantages of ice baths require a significant amount of time. I mean, not really. If you you have your own setup. Yeah, I don't know who's sitting in ice bath for like 30 minutes. I mean, by the time you rinse off, get in. I mean, the longest part is warm shower after which you can warm up naturally let your body come back to normal afterwards some warm clothing or get in um, a hot shower or sauna or hot tub whatever you have so their first con is taking an ice bath stunts muscle growth so it says multiple peer-reviewed studies have shown that taking an ice bath isn't conducive for trying to build muscle. In fact, their conclusion of one study published stated that cold water immersion should be avoided if muscle hypertrophy, I always have a difficult time saying that word, hypertrophy <laughs> is the goal. The research concluded that cold exposure has been found to reduce skeletal muscle protein anabolism, muscle growth, while increasing catabolism, muscle breakdown. So, that being said, ice baths can stunt muscle strength for long term. While the study just mentioned above showed the decrease in muscle size did not affect muscle strength, it didn't improve it either. However, a separate study examined the effects that active recovery and ice baths have on resistance training adaptations. What they found was not good for those looking to improve their mass and strength through progressive overload. After 12 weeks of training, researchers found the ice baths Attenuate muscle growth. In addition, unlike the previous study mentioned, they also found it mitigated strength gains. It was discovered that along with reducing the core body temperature, ice baths significantly significantly reduced muscle temperature. As a result, the muscles saw less activity in muscle satellite 
cells and lower amounts of protein synthesis for up to two days. So, um, kind of kind of combining that with some of the stuff this article says at the end, if you're a strength athlete looking to put on size and muscle, ice baths are going to kind of go against your muscle growth process. Um, so it may not be the best for you. I don't know. And I'm on the other side of this. Okay. I mean, I just think there's so many ice baths have been around for so long in athletics. And it's, you know, like maybe I can't ever see it stunting growth. You know, like that doesn't have enough evidence for me to believe that. You know, we've listened, I've listened to like the Hubberman lab with Andrew Hubberman and, and how much he talks about like the importance of it. And it's not just about, you know, muscle growth. It's about recovery it's about circulation it's about um you know overall grit and resilience of mentally yeah and so and and i think you know i remember in college we would ice bath every day you know as just kind of a reset so i don't i don't really know if this one article really shifts me in the direction of believing that yeah no i agree um Maybe, uh, you know, they don't really mention a lot of, uh, like, warming up the body afterwards. Maybe that has an effect of reducing what they're claiming. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting some hot water afterwards, bringing that body temperature back to normal, um, bringing the skin temperature back. You know, if you do that right away, I wonder if that has a positive effect on actually mm-hmm. reducing the the negatives. Maybe, yeah. maybe even gaining more positive outcomes in the long run. Mm-hmm. But that's not included in this article. So I'm, I'm not a scientist, obviously. So I don't know the answer to that, but that's a good question to ask. Um, so their last con here is that it may decrease circulating testosterone levels. And the reason why is due to the attenuation of muscle hypertrophy. A group wanted to see if taking ice baths and chili water altered hormones and discovered that it does. Utilizing ice baths as a form of recovery after heavy resistance training actually caused a decrease in circulating testosterone. And they do not exactly say how they know that. Yeah, I want to know in the moment or right after or 24 hours, 48 or weeks. Yeah. You know, because that, I mean, it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's what they're claiming on the study. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're just. We're just here to tell you guys what uh what some of these studies are saying and give you a difference of opinions on uh what ice baths can do for you. So basically, like I said earlier, they're claiming bodybuilders, powerlifters, and other strength athletes should avoid ice baths. Um, as far as athletes with a high frequency of games or training, it would be a positive. Um, I mean really not looking to put on muscle mass. I mean, if you need to recover fast, um, like for example, I mean, I'm, if I'm running every day or like last week I ran 80 miles. So I'm running at least 10 miles every single day, plus lifting, plus swimming, plus biking. So I needed to recover quick. And I mean, it, it got me through the week and I felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. So my experiences have been positive. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the focus you get from it too, just being in there, being relaxed. And I do like one round of Wim Hof, usually like 40 to 45 breaths. And then I try to hold my breath at the end of that for at least, at least a minute, um, really focus. And, uh, I mean, I just feel good all in all. It's kind of like a meditation, meditation, um, situation. And, um, just consistently doing it. I mean, it. some of those mental things, too, before you go do it, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be cold. Like, oh, man. Every you time. You kind of dread it. But the worst part for me is literally, literally, like, right when I step in for, like, two seconds, and then I'm perfectly fine. Mine's but the more getting easy. out part. Oh, that's easy. Your body's so cold, it's warm. It's so cold that I can't get out. Oh. <laughs> no, it's it's not too bad. 
get out, my my junk is gone. You know, I just. Mine's still there, so it's yeah, okay. Right, for for a man, you just look down and your stuff's gone. Like, well, better go get some hot water so it grows <laughs> back. <laughs> the benefits, right? That, that that that's a con. That's definitely a con. I wonder if uh, <laughs> actually there's benefits to cold water immersion for, for male junk. You know what I'm saying? Male junk. For well, male junk. try. It. Let's see if what science says. <laughs> yeah, I we'll mean, do I, a, I a don't study. know. I just we'll, we'll line this. I up. personally feel better after, uh, like recovery wise or just like routine wise, mental clarity. But you know, like my mental state. I just. I think there's always going to be some cons and pros to everything nowadays. Like you can put anything out there and people are going to believe it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it goes by the individual too is typically or however their structure is like, however their circulation is from the very beginning, like does it affect them in a positive or a negative way? Do they do it consistently? Those are the only reasons or the reasons how you can kind of test if it's a good thing for you or not. I'm sure there's some people out there that definitely cannot due to poor circulation already. You would yeah. hope it would help increase, but you never know. And yeah, this so, article talks about if you have like cardiovascular disease um, or high blood pressure, they don't recommend ice baths. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it will increase your heart rate, which it definitely does. <laughs> I've watched my watch while I've been in there, and yeah, it goes up quite a bit. Yeah. So what else we got? What else we talking about here? Well, I so kind of just went over the ice bathing pros and cons, and our opinion on it. So you guys take that as you want. Like I said, that's from setforset.com, Benefits of Ice Baths. That's one of their blogs. Check it out if you guys are into it. And if you are into it and you really want a decent ice bath, if you guys have ever seen that ice barrel thing, that's bullshit. Don't buy that. It's way too overpriced. It's not insulated. And yeah. It's, it's a good. lot of money. It's like 1400 bucks, some Somewhere around there. Nice. But if you could find a Grizzly 400 quart ice. Um, ice. That's not an ice bath. It's a. Ice <laughs> chest. Ice, ice chest. It's huge. AKA the new ice bath that I'm trying to blow up. Hopefully Grizzly will sponsor us one day. But no, I, I got the hey, idea we almost from got two. Yeah, I got the idea from Coach T Mode, aka my buddy Kyle. Uh he's the MC DJ for Tough Mudder for High Rocks. He's been actually been doing a lot of other events too. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's blowing awesome. up. Um yeah, he's uh he's awesome. So we went to his house um this last summer after I did a seventy point three triathlon and he had his uh, Grizzly cooler set up, and we tried mm-hmm. it, and I was like, man, that's awesome. I mean, it's insulated. It's that thing like three inches thick of insulation. Yeah. Uh, and it keeps it's your like water. three feet, too. I mean, that thing's huge. It's literally like a 200-pound ice chest. It's fucking ginormous. I set my 65-quart Yeti next to it, and it looks like a kid's toy. Okay, do you know when I sit in there and I have my arms out, I'm not even touching the bottom? What do you mean? So, like, when I'm holding myself up with you my arms, arms up, oh, above, holding yourself? I'm not touching the bottom at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. That's how big it is. Yeah. And I'm not small. I'm 5'9". Yeah, I'm 6'2". So, like, yeah, I, I touch. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's huge. And it has, like, a, a locking bracket. Well, it doesn't necessarily lock, but it kind of locks into place when you have the lid open, so you don't have to worry about it slamming down on your head and getting trapped in there. Um, but yeah, they are 800 bucks plus tax plus shipping, so it comes out to what, 1200 Yeah. Was it twelve? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 1200 bucks. But it's... Best birthday gift. Yeah, thank you. Ever. Or if you want to get bougie, you got uh, thousands... Oh, yeah. Thousands, multi-thousand dollar options. Hey, Elliot Rube is calling. He's running the 200 miler. You can plug him in right here. How do I do this? Just plug him in. Oh, what's up, dude? 
Oh, I'm just a little bored. You're bored? Well, hey, Kelsey and I are recording episode three of Peak Mentality right now, and I just plugged in the phone to our mixer, so you are on the podcast right now. What's up, podcast land? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you got to explain what you're doing right now. So right now I am running the Cowboy 200, which goes from Norfolk, Nebraska, up to Valentine, Nebraska. Right now I'm just under 60 miles in, just got off a long section of pavement, took a Tylenol, so I'm feeling better, moving fast. Nice. So bored because there's only 55 people in this race and it's really spread out already. Um, so, um, yeah. Damn. (laughs) What are you guys up to? What are you talking about on peak mentality today? Uh, we were talking about worlds and the weather going into it and the obstacles and how I was kind of thinking that the map they released might just be total bullshit. Um, a lot of people online have been on on the Facebook group have been saying, "Oh, they're they're totally just lying to us because it says world stuff is mutter, but it's marked with Spartan symbols all over it." So <laughs> yeah, they had the obstacles all named really weird. Probably yeah. still trying to confuse us. Yeah, and they were missing some of the signature stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that comes back so I can get out and enjoy a few laps on course. Yeah, next weekend and. I'm the old tough mutter. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, all the names of the obstacles like are pretty easy to kind of depict and be like, okay, this is this or this is that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's supposed to be pretty cold now, from what I'm seeing. It's like 36 for the low now. 36 for the low world. What's the high? 62. Yeah, that's starting to get a little bit on the, <laughs> on the chilly side. side again. We're gonna we're gonna live Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, what was that, 18 or 19 all over again? Yeah, well, 18 was like in the 20s. Ni- or, sorry. Yeah, 18, 19 was like high 30s. and I mean, that wasn't too bad, but yeah, the year before that was insane. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm just kind of really trying to figure out like what my game plan is going to be for wetsuits because when you get in one wet, like once you get in the wetsuit, you don't really want to spend time to get out or change. So I don't know. I'm just going to run hard the whole time. That's my game plan and try to stay warm and hopefully just do the the thin shorty wetsuit um, with a windbreaker and we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, speaking of cold, we were, we got into a whole segment on the ice bath deal because I read I brought up an article, so we we're kind of giving the pros and cons on it. But um, yeah, that's how I've been prepping for my my cold water training. Well, I'm glad you're doing it because I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm not. So everyone that's listening, so Elliot's running his fourth 200 miler this year. I mean, a couple of them have been 200 plus. Uh, and next weekend, he's coming out to World's Toughest Mudder. And he's registered. He's going to run at least two laps, but pit me the rest of the time. So, and then Kelsey's coming as well mm-hmm. to pit for me. But yeah, this dude, you're, you're crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I can't believe uh, well, you're on your fourth one. Are you taking a break? Yeah, that's Elliot? kind of the. In between, what do you mean? Am I taking a break? In between worlds and what is it? Tuscobia. Well, pretty much the name of the game this entire year for me has been recovery uh basically i mean two months between every race with the exception between moab and this was only three and a half weeks yeah so um what are we going to have between worlds and tuscobia about uh i mean under two months again yeah we'll have um like a month uh month and a half or so let me a little little over yeah so i'll have an extra week because yeah, a few laps of WTM for me should only be a bit of a stretch out run. Yeah. Yeah. How's the weather out there right now? Because you said it was going to be cold. Well, uh, the weather forecast improved a bit. Um, so we started this morning. It was 23 degrees. Uh, a bit chilly. Yeah. But I think we had to have gotten up to 55 or 60. Um, right now we're probably mid 40s it just got dark about an hour ago i'm still in shorts and a t-shirt nice. i mean i do better at night i can move faster so yeah yeah i stay warmer 
Crazy, still dropping man. about 11 minute miles at the right now so happy about that yeah you're doing good on food and everything <laughs> just talking to kelly on the phone too and uh just slammed uh an entire bag of instant mashed potatoes in the last <laughs> four hours you and your mashed PTOs. potatoes man dude like i would not be able to do these 200s without instant mashed potatoes it is the only thing that keeps me going that's insane so so i paced elliot for the end of moab 240 for 70 miles and every time i went to grab him something to eat he's always eating his mashed potatoes just constantly pulling out bags of mashed potatoes for him it's crazy but hey it's whatever works for you right yeah you know i was uh well i mean you know technically if you need to get another shakeout run in before worlds you could probably still hop on a plane and pace me the last 30 or 40. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make that one, but it sounds really enticing. <laughs> and and every time you tell me that, I'm like, oh shit, I should look up flights. <laughs> he has the itch. I can see. I it. know. It's like when Jake calls me. He's like, hey, you want to sign up for this? And like, within a day, I'm already registered. <laughs> well, I mean, that's when you know we go to sign up for Discovia, The three of us I think Jake or you sends out a message, like, hey, registration's about to open. And I think within 30 minutes, all three of us were in agreement to go up and run to Scobia. Yeah. It's like, we all have a little bit of a problem, kind of a trigger finger when it comes to, to races. I mean, the Cowboy 200, once registration opened, I was like, not going to tell anybody, just going to do it. Yeah. You're, you're crazy, man. Well, hey, you're already 60 miles in, right? Or so? Almost there? Almost there. Yeah. Mile nice. go. Cool, cool. And your legs are feeling good? Well, on the asphalt, I was having some issues with my quads. was worried that I was reliving 2021 and getting some rhabdo. So I backed off, um, got hydrated, slowed down while I was on all that asphalt. Now that it's cooler out, I'm moving again. So that's not as much of a worry. But for the most part, holding up. Yeah. Just going to be a, hoping to be able to do the second 50 miles here in under 11 and a half hours, yeah. which would put me in position to do sub 48, um, which would be awesome. But overall, I think my ETA at the finish line right now is about 52, 53 hours, which includes an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah, that's that's still pretty freaking awesome. Uh, that's uh, That's fast. I'd like to think so, but I feel like I'm going slow. No, so. no you're, you're, you're consistent. I mean, you're, if you're still moving, yeah. I mean, that's like a Moab. I mean, you were like jogging the entire time I was with you. Like, and that's, you know, you were 170 miles in already. So that's just, yeah. Like the way you've improved from Tahoe 200 up till now is just insane. Yeah. I mean, at least like the time on feet has, I think, Help significantly and then building it's like almost like rebuilding here for me i feel like i definitely have no speed but coming out of these 200s i'm just gonna have a giant base oh yeah 100 percent. yeah tascobia is going to be a walk in the park for you i mean what weather you're used to cold weather so you'll get through that thing so going back to wtm 110 miles is that what i'm hearing out of you yeah we're gonna shoot for it 110 110 why not let's do it oh it went up it might have been it might have been lower but i think i just swayed him to go higher. i like it I yeah. like 115 it. no 115. question <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, it was 105 but screw it we're, we're gonna say 110 <laughs> i'm gonna have to recalculate some things now but uh but yeah i mean it can be done definitely i'm looking forward to it i really am i know there's gonna be some good competition out there this year and you're in that top pack so i'm excited to be able to like finally be on the other side of this whole thing between uh, my parents and you and jake and kelly pacing me this year and crewing me i'm so happy to be on the other side of it <laughs> and helping somebody else and pay that back yeah. you guys have all been so awesome and incremental in me like being able to get through all these races 
So I appreciate that. I know we talked about it before. I have to say it again. <laughs> I'm happy to be helping you down in Atmore. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And of course, we're always down to help. That's just the ultra runner thing. I mean, you give us a challenge, of course, we're going to want to go do it. That's just how it is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping someday I can. I mean, I can also hit for worlds and help somebody out. That's. You know, I mean, maybe we'll talk Kelsey into trying to go for uh, at least 75 <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird being on the other side of the barrier this time around. I mean, I'll still do a couple laps for fun, but like, I'm, I'm just going to have like that, that that same itch that you have to come pace right now. And be like, no, I need to get back out there. <laughs> I'm going to have to restrain myself, though. I know, I know. Well, I mean, we got Kelsey to pit, so if yeah. you do want to run a couple more laps, you always can. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll see. This 200 is an excuse for me to not do too many miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, shoot. Uh, well, everything else is good? Well, as good as it can be 60 miles into a race. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was surprised. Uh, I saw the phone ringing right now. I'm like, oh, shit, it's calling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him on the podcast real quick. No, happy to uh, happy to join on and talk to you guys for a bit. It gives me some extra energy and a boost while I'm out here. Yeah, yeah. to uh, talk to people again. I mean, that's what it's like when you guys are pacing me. Like, just kind of like feed off you guys. So it's kind of the same thing right now, even though you're on the other side of the country. <laughs> Did you take any headphones with you? Are you gonna listen to any music or just go go quiet? Well, you know, after the feedback from you and Kelly and Moab talking about my garbage music, I've uh, switched <laughs> to headphones so that I don't subject anybody else to it. I mean... Come it, on, who, who doesn't like some Shania Twain I mean, that, in that, the middle of the night or like... That was good. I just think your playlist was on like repeat and I listened to the same techno songs like at least 10 times <laughs> with you. <laughs> Yeah, I figured that problem out too, and I built a different playlist on my phone, so I don't have to deal with that either. But we'd be like 30 minutes into the same playlist that we've already listened to three times, and I'm like, "Hey, have we listened to this already?" Like, yeah, please change it. I'm like, uh, I'm both complaining afterwards. What techno song was it? Oh, I was like, I was playing uh, Fit Radio on my on my phone, but because we didn't have service. Oh. Um, like only the playlists that had like downloaded on my phone were playing. They just repeated time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just think I just started to just like zone it out, you know, after a while I was just like, uh, well, okay, cool. That's some noise we can listen to. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, like from when you started at mile 170 all the way down to mile, Sorry, there's a semi passing me. It might be loud. Um, all the way down to like mile 220, I think, you know, I was moving really strong. And then once we got into that technical stuff on Porcupine Rim, I think I got a little bit quiet and tired and I was, I was ready to be done. So yeah, that, I don't that think was, there was, that was a gnarly section for, I mean, for how long it was like, that was crazy. And then, and then those guys that we, met up with on the trail that didn't have headlamps or they had them but they were like dead and like they were experienced ultra runners they had done i think moab in the past yeah and then uh so i ended up giving my headlamp to one of the guys because elliot was pushing a hard pace and i knew he wanted to like finish you know on his own without a group and um yeah, we, we we were holding a quick pace, and these guys jumped in with us to like run off of our headlamp lights, and like they were kind of holding us back. So I was like, "Here," I turned around and I handed my headlamp to one dude. I'm like, "Take it. I'll see you guys at the end." I said, "We got to go." <laughs> so yeah, but you were yeah. you were still moving pretty good for feeling shitty. Yeah, I was just like, why well, was at that point in time? You know, I wasn't eating as much. I was just like, the expectation was like, "Hey, we're gonna be done soon. Like, I don't have to keep." <laughs> keep eating and i think we just got quiet we we're both ready to be to be done the conversation over 28 hours was already like well i'm getting tired well i wasn't tired of you i was happy to have you there but <laughs> start talking about the same thing two or three times it's like wait we talked about this already <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need to be done <laughs> yeah that was yeah it, it gets interesting but it's it's all fun 
we have a lot of deep conversations and yeah, a lo- lo- lots of deep thoughts. Yeah. It's, and it's the good. one thing that I have to say is like, after the race, what did I have? Like a couple sips of beer and a glass of champagne, oh my God. Like <laughs> half a glass of champagne. Yeah, you I turned into an absolute up. animal. I train wreck an animal. Oh God. <laughs> I'm like, I they, hear that. Like, that, I mean, you know what I'm gonna do? I, so when I post this on Instagram, or when I post the podcast, my picture on Instagram is gonna be your face <laughs> when you were sitting in the chair after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I was. Uh, I was out of it. I don't like. I've never gotten drunk off of so little alcohol before, um, or whatever you want to call it. But I just like got silly and i wish i could have comebacks like that like normally i'm kind of like mild-mannered person but shoot a couple of sips of alcohol at that point in time and i was like the best like game i've ever had of like giving people a hard time it was i was enjoying myself it was so funny when we got back to the truck before we got in you were standing there behind the bed of the truck like pacing back and forth within like a 10-foot space and just like smiling and we were like Elliot, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, let me get in. The I know truck. I was being like, <laughs> I was being super weird. I know I had a weird grin on my face the whole time I was doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, ha ha, they're laughing at me. Um, no, I was <laughs> like, I just like couldn't control my my. Well, one of my answers to this be I couldn't control my my body heat, so I was just moving <laughs> to stay to stay warm. That can be my my excuse for being weird like that. But one of the weirdest things is we all get back to the house. I shower up, I clean up, I eat a little bit, and then Kelly, Christian, and I are all standing in the bathroom staring at this this painting. And there's like a million pictures within this one painting. Like we were finding airplanes and people and all sorts of weird stuff in this thing. And I wake up the next morning, three, four hours later, and I'm like, what the hell were we looking at? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I was in a hallucinogenic state or what was going on we all must have been pretty tired because i remember staring at that picture for 20 minutes and then coming back four or five hours later and being like what were we looking like and looking at it, it makes sense now it's just a regular picture yeah that was the weirdest thing like i forget what it looked like normally if you just glanced at it but uh, yeah i remember we sat there and like literally stared at it and i was like look there's like there's a baby's face and there's other baby faces and like there's a kid, the baby crawling and there's like a devil. Uh, it was the weirdest fucking painting ever. Like you could pull like a hundred things out of this one painting, but if you looked at it from far away, it looked like one thing. It was, it was super weird. And then, yeah, like I was like kind of hallucinating a little bit still when we got back. I'm nowhere near as bad as you, but yeah, I was, I was still in a weird mental state. You know, I got lucky in Moab just with how I overall felt. I was moving good. Like, I was only hallucinating a little bit, but I was trying to keep it from you guys. I think I only spoke up once or twice about seeing things that weren't actually there. But going back to, like, Tahoe, I think I was hallucinating for almost three days. And you, at that point in time, we only went 50 miles there. It took us, like, 29 hours. And the whole time I was seeing cars and chairlifts and big boulders were all tents. It was, it was wild. Yeah. I think uh, in Moab, you asked me, most of it was actually, I think during the day, um, you asked me if something was a bird or like a, a couple times, but like you, you like the question came out as like, you're asking it, but it was also like, you knew it was kind of silly and that you're probably not seeing that, but you still had to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, you're like, Oh, is that a big ass bird over there? And I look and I'm like, no, that's a branch. You're like, are you sure? I'm like, 100%. <laughs> it's definitely not a big ass pterodactyl right there. Yeah. But well, I think, you know, I've gotten better with the slope deprivation, so that's good. But now, overall, Triple Crown was a great series. It was good having you guys out there. Hopefully, I can hold myself together and get through this one in a pretty good time. And then. Come hanging out with everybody next week. I'm excited for that. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Well, you and I are getting there early Wednesday, so we'll have a couple days to hang out and get our shit together. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun.
going to be a push. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you push yourself harder than I do. It's going to be going to be a great time. Looking forward to seeing Kelsey. I think I've only ever seen you once. So yeah, I think so. Good to see you again. While you're not running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out and make fun of Christian the whole time. Pretty much. I mean, that's what I do anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, where's my carbohydrate powder? (laughs) Yeah. It'll be good. Well, um, yeah, man, if you need to call me and talk again, call me whenever. Um, yeah. Hang in there tonight. Um, Take a little caffeine. Make sure you're eating every hour. Uh, what, when's when's the next checkpoint? Do you have one coming up, or is this or is it pretty far? I think I'm like four or five miles, so oh, nice. probably right around an hour, maybe just over. Got my mom and the dog there. Speaking of dogs, um, coming out of one of the towns this afternoon, I picked up a golden lab. It like latched itself to my hip. and it stuck with me for the next seven miles till the next aid station it was really weird wow that's like almost getting hit by it's like almost getting hit by cars same time he was like kind of pacing me so i was like yes free pacer this is great (laughs) Um, hey buddy (laughs) let me talk to you so i get to the next aid station i hand him off to like the aid station crew like okay not my problem anymore i'm like two miles down the trail the next way and the darn dog escaped from the aid station and caught up to me again and was running with me for a few miles again. Wow. <laughs> it's so That's weird. That's crazy. So he's just so out there either, somewhere? Well, right now, someone from the, the race or the owner or somebody ended up driving down the highway and, um, and, and finding us and, and picked him up finally. So oh, wow. the dog That's is good. safe. I was definitely worried because he had to have been getting dehydrated. Could he? I think he did like eleven or twelve miles. Wow! Just oh, like intense. Man, he, not, so are you was, gonna go pick up the dog after this race? I know, like I named him Ultra and everything. Like, <laughs> you got to go get him friend. now. He's a part of the family. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you on a highway right now? So a lot of the cowboy trail is either along a river, a highway, or train tracks. Like, are you like physically on the like side of the highway or like off? Like, no, off? I'm probably t- 20 feet off the highway. There's like oh, a, shit. That's still a cowboy trail itself is, I think, like 180, 190 miles um, of kind of like a hard packed sand gravel mix. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, very, very runnable, not technical at all. And then we have a few offshoots into towns and, and other places where the trails under maintenance that get us up to just over 200 miles. Nice. Nice. So yeah, cause it, this one doesn't have any elevation, right? Like 2000 feet of gain or something like that. I think it's like two or 3000 feet of vert over the full 200 miles, which is just <laughs> yeah. wild compared to all the other races because like 75% of the segments are more in those other three races all have more than 2,500 feet of gain in each segment. So, like, this is extremely flat. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot different on the legs this time around. Yeah, I'm just hoping the quads hang in there. I'm hoping, like, I'm holding back a little bit, trying to keep myself between, like, a 12 and 13-minute mile right now. Keep the heart rate low, keep my legs from getting too tired like i'm so scared of getting rabdo again that um even if i don't hit 48 hours that's fine i'd rather not have my time than end up in the hospital again so yeah yeah 100 percent. don't want that what uh what, what shoes are you wearing oh you know i was contemplating before i started this thing um but i went with for at least the first half i'm gonna go solomon ultra glide um the ultra olympus five is my backup but okay. they just showed up at my house on wednesday and they actually kind of like helped with a little bit of uh planner stash yeah, i just said i was having time but so far these shoes are holding up good they got me through three or other races so unless i run into a problem i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep these on yeah there you go good good can't, can't go wrong with what you've already been using 
Yeah, I can I can trust them. That's that's a good thing. I know they you know they work. I know they're going to hold together. They're nice and soft on on my very fragile feet at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many miles. Well, uh, yeah, thousand miles of racing this year. Yeah, that's, a lot of time under tension. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Brutal. Well, but cool. I'll let you guys go. I'm gonna throw some more nutrition in. Don't want you guys to hear me eating. Need <laughs> to get some more water in me and keep myself hydrated. But awesome talking with you guys. Thank you for the motivation. Love you both. Can't wait to see you next week. Definitely. Love you too, buddy. Be safe out there. Like Good I said, luck. if you need to call me and talk again, call me anytime. Oh, I will. I'm gonna take you up on that. Talk to you guys later. Thanks okay. again. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Um, bye. Oh, that was awesome. Damn, Elliot's killing it. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I always love it when he like he's called me a couple times during his ultras and every time I don't see my phone ring and I'm like, oh, Elliot's calling me. Don't you dare look at flights. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I got I got too I much. saw the itching your eyes from over here. I've got too much going on the next few days. Um to try to Throw that one together. Don't even look. I won't. I won't. Okay. <clears throat> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the fact that he's running a flat 200. So that's like the Silver Moon race that we ran this year. Right? Oh, I've done God. that one like three times, and it's a, like 10 feet of gain. No, it's not 10 feet. It's like maybe, I don't know, like a couple feet of gain per two-mile loop. Mm-hmm. For fifty loops, so yeah, it's it's nothing. But running a flat one hundred versus like a hundred with elevation, honestly, I'd rather take the one with elevation over flat, just because you're moving your legs in so many different directions and utilizing more muscles versus the same fucking movement nonstop for a hundred oh, miles on flat ground. I'm so sure. like, that's like kind of what Elliot was worried about too. I told him, I said, make sure to move your legs around, like maybe do some like high knees or butt kickers like every once in a while just to kind of get your legs moving. In different directions. Yeah, differently. And that's like Tough Mudder too, right? Like like last year, um, hitting 100 miles in 24 and a half hours with all the obstacles and like it was like what, 600 something feet every five miles of elevation gain. I mean, that felt easier than running a flat 100 did this year to, oh, be, to be honest at and, silver moon yeah and i just think <sighs> yeah that was rough. yeah this, it goes to the same thing having some elevation having varied um you know surfaces and, yeah, and, and water that. too you know no, no matter how detrimental cold water is to your body and how it can totally fucking end your race if you don't manage it properly or manage your body temp properly it honestly i think really lighten i mean like we we're talking earlier benefits of ice bath temporary mm-hmm muscle soreness or reduction of muscle soreness and i 100 percent believe that because you know you'll be out there running running hard your body's kind of heating up your legs are hurting you get in some cold water real quick and get out like in one of the obstacles and you feel like you've got a burst and your legs feel better and you keep going yeah Uh, but yeah that's it's a whole different ball game but it's i I think there are benefits to kind of the negatives that most that most people would think yeah in a race like that yeah yeah, that's where I'll be tomorrow after my half marathon. Oh, you got I gotta go run that basically right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun! Yeah. I told you the whole time I'm gonna be like, batter up pancakes, batter up pancakes. Uh, no. I'm uh, I'm gonna get up probably. Well, we got actually uh, we gotta leave pretty early in the morning. Yeah, we have to leave there. by five. Maybe I'll run. I need. Uh, what's what's the course like? I don't know. Is it I'm just going out and doing it. We need to find that out because I, I got to do a run tomorrow. So maybe I could jump in with you at the end or your halfway point because I got to do six. Slow? Yeah, or... no, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, okay. I can slow. I mean, I'm going to, since I'm going to do treadmill, realistically, I should probably run outside tonight. But what's the temp? It's still warm. I want to run when it's really cold. I'll yeah. hit treadmill tonight. Um, yeah, nice and easy 10. The treadmill treadmill running is definitely a lot easier for speed. Um, obviously, the belt is kind of helping pull, mm-hmm. pull your feet out from under you. 
but I could definitely run at a much faster pace at the same heart rate versus running outdoors, you know, like a seven minute pace. It's kind of equivalent to like a 7.30, 7.45 outdoor pace heart rate for me um, while I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. But I think, it, you know, it's nice, uh, a little more cushioned and out here at our, at our home, home running spot. Our home ranch. Our home ranch where we run the I've the done 18 rows. miles out here. I did 20 out here last week. Darn it. You beat me I finally. Did. I was holding but the you record always, for But you got to make U-turns over that and over sucks, and over yeah. and over. So that slows your pace down. But, I mean, it's good because you kind of slow down. You got to take off fast again. But, yeah. You're out, the outside of your feet start hurting because of the pivots. Yeah. Which, I mean, is good for training. But mm-hmm. um, I need to keep my ankles and everything in place right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do treadmill tonight. Yeah. Well... Yeah, that's that a, this was a good be, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud of this one. Having Elliot come on is that's our first guest, and he didn't even know it. No, I just slapped him right into it. Yeah, it was probably for best. Yeah. But. All right. Well, um, yeah. Well, uh, I, we got this episode out a little late this week. But that's all right. We're gonna do at least one a week, like we said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. So for this next week, so I'm leaving Wednesday to go to Florida. Uh, so we'll put another episode out on Tuesday before I leave. Yes. Um, yeah. And then the following week after I come back from Worlds, we'll have a World's Toughest Mudder recap podcast. I'm going to say Ooh, right that's now, exciting. I am hoping everything goes as planned. Um, 110 I, i'm very confident in my abilities this year um to be honest with it being really cold that does kind of bother me mentally a little bit just because i've had some issues in the past at worlds with it being really really cold but i was nowhere near the athlete i am now whatsoever um so it's just uh one of those things i'm gonna have to push through and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. um but yeah, you guys wish me luck. Say some prayers for me. We're gonna we're gonna try to beat that hundred mile mark. I'm excited which, for you. Which not too many people have beat the hundred mile mark. We got this. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's the number? Twelve. Yeah. Twelve people have run a hundred or a hundred plus in the history of world's toughest. Mm-hmm. But I think half of them have run a hundred plus. You've got so, it. So. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to I'm gonna go beast mode on this one. I like it. <laughs> Only way to go. Yeah. I'm looking at the map for tomorrow. Oh, they got it up. Nice. Is it a, a loop? No. Well, no. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where does it start? Where? Yeah. It starts at um, Clovis, Clovis Community. Oh. And it goes out. Toward Woodward and all the way around. Since I'm doing the half, the full um, is a little bit more of Woodward down Fry and then all the way into town, all the way into Old Town Clovis and back. Do you want me to? Do they say anything about Pacers needing to uh, have any <laughs> identification or like? No, a they have or not something? said anything like that. Okay. Um, I mean, I can start with you in the beginning or at the end, whatever you want. Whatever you'd like. Just okay. you'll be done way sooner than I will be. No, I'm going to stick with you. Ooh. Maybe at the end, stick with me. Okay. Okay. You going to have your phone on you? Yeah. Okay, I'll check your location, and then I'll probably run out three miles. Something Sounds like that. good. Or, or right when you Wish take me off, luck, I'll everyone. Start <laughs> Wish me luck. Yeah, you'll do fine. Batter of pancakes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get you some pancakes. I'm excited for, though, after this, like, my next adventure, whatever that may be. Yeah. It's a surprise. Okay. Well, we'll surprise everybody later on. <laughs> Only we, we know. Only we know. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. 
The, pe- it, the people will be calling. Yeah. <laughs> sure will. Or they'll be subscribing. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. Okay. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Peak Mentality, episode three. And uh, where's where's my ending music here? You're going to drop it? I got you. Drop my beats? I got you. Oh, yeah, that, that's after the fact. She, she's my podcast. Um, I am the guru. The guru. It's all right. We got this. All right. Thanks, Peace. guys.